Welcome everyone to the Junk Nerds Podcast, the official podcast of the future drunk nerdscom I'm one of your co-host Knuckles. I like FPS and RPG games as well as long walks on the beach. Also, on the metaphorical left ropes of me, the crazy jester, Jack Ooh. Jack of Hearts. Go hey, ahead and introduce your crazy self. I love action games. I love platform. I love RPGs. I love fighters. I love a little bit of everything. Oh, as long as it's not RTS. Why? Because I hate RTS. No, not really. <laughs> we, should play, we should play some XCOM. Since it's free on PlayStation. Yeah, I actually downloaded Plus. that. I did too. Who knew? Okay, and on the metaphorical right ropes to me... As voted by TalkingShip.com's Facebook poll, he is the gender on the bender, Ginger Boy. How you been doing, Gingy? Is this, is this the part where I talk now? Oh. Yeah, this is the part where you talk. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. No, you know what's crazy right now, guys? I just, I just want to point this out to you right now. That right, right now, not now now, but like future now, when this comes out and people can hear it, there is literally millions of... And millions of people listening to us talk right now. Oh, hey, pressure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I farted. Pretty crazy. <laughs> yeah, pretty crazy. Nice. Nice. Am I supposed to say what I like here? No. I like I like games and beer. And, and, and I'm here. I just rhymed. And the boys. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what to say now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I, I admitted your sexuality to millions of people. That's fine. They were kind of figuring that out. Okay. Okay. This is America, home of the free, land of the brave, uh, unless you're gay or black. Wow. We're yeah, getting, we're getting racist two minutes into the freaking podcast. Wow. And it's an old record. Anyway. Yeah. No, that's his old record, actually. And the the yeah. other one we did was like 25 oh, really? seconds. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Blue. Yeah. I started oh, off with a oh, racial I'm pretty slur. happy with them right now. Yeah. Pretty happy. He made it almost three minutes. Yeah. Usually almost. his girlfriend say that about him, too. Almost made it three minutes. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's be honest. It's not three minutes. It's 30 seconds. That's still... That's that's pretty good, man. Not, most, most people can't hit that. They call me the half-minute hero. <laughs> I just... Half-minute hero. I just spit up my beer. <laughs> No, let's go ahead and uh, get on to what we've been playing. What you guys been playing? That's 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 my second yeah, thing. That's that's cool, right? That's yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's good. Jack. Am I starting? <laughs> I'm gonna fire his ass. <laughs> All right, bye guys. Uh, well, <laughs> keep it on the down low. Wait till the podcast is over. <laughs> yeah, after he edits it, we're gonna fire his ass. Okay, I've been, uh, for me, I'm going to start off, I've been playing uh, Fable 3, since uh, I'm part of Xbox Live Gold, and they're giving away, uh, I figured, uh, which I think is kind of funny, because they're trying to compete with PlayStation Plus two years after oh, PlayStation Plus did it. And they're giving us crappy games. Oh yeah, they're definitely giving us crappy games. Well, no, I actually like Fable 3, though, say, so... Though, it's, it's, it's just kind of really ironic how, like, uh, Microsoft's trying to compete with PlayStation Plus and stuff like that in the first couple games that they have, that they introduced that was for free is, like, Assassin's Creed 2 and Halo 3. I, I, like I said, I like Fable 3, so... Oh, please. If they give us Torak, I'm going to cry. Oh, boy. <laughs> Better than Fable 3. I, I, I would actually... No, it's actually not. I'd actually prefer Castlevania Lords oh, of Shadows, cool. but... 
I'd be okay with that. I know I did say I liked Fable 3, but that doesn't mean I'm not aware there okay. thing is wrong with the I game. Like, everything... <laughs> oh, fuck you. Everything's more streamlined, and everything's more streamlined, which kind of ruins it for me. Uh, but if you're into the game... Personally, I prefer to go back to play Fable so 2. what exactly is wrong and stuff with uh, Fable 3 stuff? Oh, see, uh, the, yeah, stuff. There's stuff wrong with it. Um, what I mean by streamlined was, uh, the expressions you can use okay. are cut down in a conversation. Okay. Like in Fable 2, I could have run up to a person farting their face <laughs> and kick them in the balls. This one, I can only, like, but. Uh, this gives you a set amount of expressions you can use, like you can shake their hand, or you can belch in front of them, or you can whistle, or so basically, fart. can you do sort of like the same things that you could do like in previous Fable games? Let's say like marry a specific person, or like uh, you know, you, you you can still you can still be uh, was it bigamist? Not bigamist. Polygamist. Polygamist. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can be a polygamist, you can be, uh, you can have multiple wives, you can have multiple husbands, you can have gay marriage, everything's fine. Apparently Albion is more, uh, open-minded than, uh, fucking America is <laughs> you right hear now. hear something that's funny and stuff? When, uh, I, when I played, uh, Fable 2, like at least a few years ago, uh, well, my initial first playthrough, I went through and, uh, I... Had a wife and stuff like that. Then on the opposite end of the town, I actually courted like another wife and stuff just to see. Oh, okay. Let's see what happens and stuff. If uh, while I progress through the journey and stuff. No, they're not next door neighbors. They're, they're next door neighbors. Across, across. Oh, really? Mine were. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> they actually the lived across the street from the each other. Part, what Embarrassed was, during one of my journeys and stuff. It was like my first wife just comes over and stuff. It's like, oh hey, how's it going? All of a sudden, you see the other wife come. It's like, hey, why are you talking to my husband? It's like, uh oh, I paused the, the I paused the game and then I just quit <laughs> out of it and restarted the game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but the expressions aren't really the only thing that was streamlined. Like, it's, the storyline okay. itself feels a lot more linear, just because. Um, uh, you're basically following this general in your brother's army yeah. that that fled with you, and it's kind of sad too because I enjoyed Fable 2's like near open world aspect of it. It's like there was a path, one path you can take, but there's multiple ways I think getting there. But uh, if you don't know the story of Fable 3, you're basically your older brother's being a dick. And the villagers and town people aren't happy okay. with them. They want to overthrow them. And your job is to become the new king or queen. And just by overthrowing them, you gain support of local town oh, people. Oh, I see. What is it, like make, you have to make promises to everybody, too? You have to make promises. You can, you can choose to keep them, or you can choose to be a bigger asshole than your brother. And it's Personally, I prefer playing Renegade, which means... Fuck people I've made promises to. I'm going to be the well, bad in some guy. Cases you can. Oh, you 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 wanted that. You wanted that uh, orphanage. I'm going to make it a brothel. That's fair. Brings a lot of money. You're going to build a school right there? No, I'm going to make a hooker bar. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hello, little Billy. Let's go and introduce you to the prostitution ring. Oh, you wanted that library? How about a uh, casino? <laughs> you see, right? 
<laughs> That'd be so funny, like in Fable 3 or something, introducing little five-year-old kids or something to this, like, this Albion type of casino and stuff like that, just telling them how to play cards. <laughs> so you're saying, Knuckles, you didn't like making all the pies and doing all that crap to earn money? Oh, I did love playing Loot Hero, though. God, Loot Hero was so fun. I'm using the broadest definition of fun, as in stabbing my hand with a rusty nail fun. Yeah, the only way you can earn money in that game was to do like those two or three really ridiculously stupid jobs where you said it's just a button combination and you earn like $10 at a time. That's also uh, how... that's also how it was in Fable 2. You can only be a blacksmith, a woodcutter, or some other like one. A pie, I forgot, pie yeah, maker, a pie maybe. Maker. Yeah, and this one you play the loot for people, or I think <laughs> make pie. That's it. Yeah, I know. Like, I haven't been. I'd, the blacksmithing in Fable 2 was kind of hard. Uh, annoying, mostly. I, I just found um, the houses in the entire game and just, just ran an amount of people. Oh, yeah. Then I became a huge dictator, and I was like, ha, evict, evict, evict. I just jacked all the prices up on rent. Exactly, that's what I did. I was like, I made, I made the town go bankrupt. Oh, wow. You're not making any money. Oh, see, I was still making money no matter what. It's just the town was losing profit. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, skip my next game, and I'm going over to Genji. What have you been playing? Yeah, Genji. Uh, I'm playing. I got a couple games I'm playing here. Uh, I played a uh, one. This came out on Xbox Live Arcade. I don't know if it came out on the on PlayStation Network or not. But I think it, it did. I'm not sure though. Uh, it might not. I don't. I'm not positive. Uh, I played. Uh, I bought a State of Decay, uh, off Xbox Live Arcade. For, it was twenty bucks. Uh, there's. It's a zombie survival game. Uh, a lot of people. I've never played Daisy, but a lot of people compare it to kind of a dumbed down Daisy. There's no story. It's just basically you have to you have to have food and everything like that. But I mean, you just you find like this church with a bunch of people living in, and you just gotta go around. You gotta get food for them. It's based to survive. And you go around. You zombies everywhere. You gotta go. You gotta go into like houses and raid for food. Uh, it's it's a pretty fun game. Uh, it's a good pick up and play. You don't have to sit there for two hours to play it. I I'll, I mainly been doing it like. 20 to 30 minutes at a time I'll just do a mission or two like go like someone's mad in the group so go out and have them kill zombies blow off steam or go go find these survivors in this house somewhere and bring them to the bring them to the church things like that so you can you can play for 10-15 minutes and just put it down again one thing I do like is it's the melee if you like Dead Rising gameplay it's a lot like that it's almost exact Create your own, create your own weapons yeah. and uh, you do whatever the hell you want. Weapons, but you can like the melee, like the, the kind of that's the same. Like you find weapons, and you can fight with them, and eventually they break. Uh, you, I found you know, axes and machetes are really good. They last for a while. They really don't. They really don't make axes <laughs> like they used to. No, huh? they don't. I remember when you can, you can use an axe forever, and up until it rusted. Yeah, I know. Now it's just these. No, it's just, oh, I hit it two times. Oh, come on, it broke off the fucking well, not handle. Not that bad. It's not as bad as Dead Rising like that, but, I mean, I'd go around with, like, a, an axe and kill 20 or 30 zombies and before it eventually breaks. I know you can repair them. I haven't, got, I haven't really got to that point where you can repair I don't really know how to repair them yet. Uh, the good thing, though, is, about this is the fact it's like Dead Rising, but with save points. Okay. 
so it automatically saves like every 10 minutes and or so. I don't really know how this, the automatic savings work, but I just noticed it saves every so often. Is it every like checkpoint in the mission or yeah, what? I just randomly go around the town and just do stuff, and I'll just I'll see saving. Oh, every, you get to a new area, day, it'll save. Really sure, but I just I just know that, and every time you exit the game, it automatically saves too. So oh, okay. So good. is this game kind of like an open world type of game, or is it just like dedicated to like a specific like area or? Uh, it's it's open world. I don't know how big the area is. It's like mainly the area. I've only put about maybe four or five hours, so it's not a full review here. Just kind of my initial what okay. I've done so far, but it's what I've seen so far. I'm just like in this little town. It's only it's only like maybe three or four blocks, but there's like big open spaces and there's some farms, and they have like these guys that look like the what's the big things that puke on the boomers? Yeah, the, yeah, the boomers. Left, left for dead. Yeah, they have those guys, but they don't puke on you. Like, but if you try to hit them with your car, the the front wheels just like just come off the car. Oh, wow. And kill them. Because like, wait, is it? Is it the boomers from uh, Left 4 Dead or boomers from Call or from Gears of War? It's the boomers from uh, uh, yeah, most uh, Left likely Dead. Left 4 Dead. If that's you know, yeah, they look as they have the they have the overalls on and everything. They just don't puke on you, but they do like charge at you and like run over so you. So do they like explode or something so, after you kill them or? No, oh, they okay. just die. Oh, they're just fat zombies. zombies. Then. They just look exactly like boomers. They don't puke or nothing on you. They don't do anything special like that. But, I mean, the few problems with the game is it is extremely buggy. So it just kind of, and sometimes when the fighting goes, it doesn't feel smooth and everything. It's just, it's just, it, they need some updates done to it. I, there's a lot of, uh, kind of, like, the, the game will lag on you sometimes when you're trying to fight. Everything, that gets kind of annoying. Or just you run over, like, hit random things and just, it just wonky things happen. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain, but, like, just wonky things happen during the game. Like, well, that what, you, what, you mean, like, inspecting but, the environment or, like, some random, like, object or something? Yeah. Just ex like, say something explodes or something, like you say you fire a gun or a grenade at something and it explodes and some of the geometry gets stuck inside the wall and just starts jiggling around like crazy, yes. that type of stuff? Yeah, I had, like, I actually had one point where I was uh, running, I was running in the backyard and had a big wooden fence between the houses and one of the zombies actually walked through the fence and attacked me. <laughs> and then we're like, you, your characters can die, and once they die, they're done. But you can use other people in your camp. You can you can switch to them, and like you can build up levels with your characters, everything like that. So like the more zombies you kill, you'll get stronger and things. And just overall, you can get your character can get tired, so you can switch that. You switch to other characters so you can rest, things like that. But I, I don't know if I can recommend this for twenty dollars. Uh, I'm enjoying it, but I feel like there's nothing really there to like drive you. There's no story. There's no motivation to keep playing this game. I feel like I'll. I think after about five or six hours, I'll probably be done with this game. And I probably put about I put about three or four hours into it. But there's not that. You know, when you're sitting there, you're at work or something like that, or you, you can't play a game, and that's all you want to do. Like you can't stop thinking. Like I just want to go home and play this game. Or you're at home, I'll just keep playing this game all night. I don't have that draw to it. Like It's just kind of something I'll just pick up by like for 15, 20 minutes, play it, put it down, go play something else, or go do something else. Oh, I else. see. Uh, yeah. It's just kind of a fun, you know, just kind of like like a game on your phone would be, just something you could play. Oh, okay, so like a fun distraction go, or go something. Away. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. That's a good way to put it. Or something I can, listen to, listen, I can play while I'm listening to podcasts or music or something like that. Was, I think it's be good for, for me. And so... 
Is that it? Just State of Decay? Uh, I can go ahead and talk about Metro 23 then. Uh, this game came out, I believe, in April of 2010. It's, uh, uh, it's a game that it takes place in uh, Russia in 2033, hence the, t- the title Metro 2033. And it's uh, about, a, about, these, about this nuclear war that happened in 2013. I don't know if it's the entire world or if it's just Russia. I don't know if they really explain that in the story. Maybe it's, it's based on a book. I, mean, I imagine it explains it better in there. But the entire, all of Moscow... In all of Russia, you had to, all the people, like 30 or 40,000 people had to move down into the tunnels and the sewers. And basically, it's just like they had to survive. And all of the people that were left up on the surface have turned into like these weird creatures. They're called dark ones in the game. I will say that this honestly was a big surprise to me. I, just, I mainly wanted to play it because I've heard some good things about the sequel that just came out a few weeks ago, Metro Last Light. And I heard you had to play the first one to understand the second one because you play the same character, I guess, in the second one. And this, um, go ahead. I've heard a lot about Metro, and I heard the first one wasn't that good, but the second one was fantastic. Have you, you haven't played the second one? Have no, you? I have not played it yet. But that's why I've, um, I've heard nothing. But, I've heard nothing but good things about it. But I, I, I heard kind of the same things about Metro 2033 was. It was a it was a good game, but there was some overall like it was a mediocre game. It was it was probably like a, it was getting a lot of six or sevens out of tens. It wasn't an eight or nine, but what I was I think it was more I had mediocre expectations for it, and it just kind of and it just blew those out of the water. So it made it seem a lot better than what it what it really is. I'm sure if I had high expectations, maybe it would be I'd be at the same level everybody else is. But every moment that I was in the sewers or in the tunnels of the game, I was loving it. Uh, I love going around like you. Basically, the story is uh, you plays uh, at Artyom, I think is how you say his name, and you're basically all the there's a bunch of little towns inside the sewers, and your town is being attacked by dark ones a lot, and it's about to be taken over. So he has to go to the police station, which is like on the other side of Moscow, and he has to get there and ask for help. That's, that's like the main. That's like the capital, I guess. Of the of the sewer towns, and so he has to, so you're trying to get all the way there, and the best parts is when you're fighting the other humans in the game, because you're not just some you know running it's not a running gun like Call of Duty where you can just you can just like take a hundred shots and you'll survive, and you can just kill you can mow everybody down like no like two or three shots can kill oh, you, okay. and it takes and it takes a while to heal like you know you can't just like crouch down hide behind a piece of wood for four seconds and you're fine again no it's like 20 30 seconds you have to sit there and hide and kind of like the old call of duty yeah like you play call of duty on the hardened mode and anything like that a little more like that but this was on normal i was going through it and yeah oh wow and i was i was struggling against at the beginning i was struggling quite a bit with with the humans uh but i the 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 mechanics of the game are clunky i can see where people had a problem a lot of people when i read reviews and talk to people about it that was their main issue with it, but I think it's more. It 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 seems clunky, but I think it's more that it was built that way on purpose, because in this game, like the uh, bullets and ammo, it's 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 the currency in the game, where the they have like the military grade before the war is like is the is the currency. It's the money you use to buy new weapons or buy new bullets, and then they have these and these bullets will kill enemies in two or three shots. You know, these things are always powerful and they're super accurate. 
But the problem is, like, main, main, most of the ammo you use is just this crappy stuff that was built, you know, recently. In the sewers, they don't have the equipment to build. So they're not very accurate. So you can point right at a guy two feet away from you. With, with, so you have to you have to be like right up on point blank range yeah. to get yeah, the kill. Like Ten feet away. I mean, oh wow! In, Fuck that! I'm a, I normally play sniper, so I was so like gotta, that irritates the hell out of me. Sniper, I don't know if it would be so much better. Be, like, I never you gotta be like sniper. really meticulous or something with your approach. Then you have to just just try to lay in wait and stuff, just in order to look for that right moment and stuff, and then just take out the dude. That's man. That's yeah. It's it's got some. It's, okay. Sorry to interrupt, but it does have some like sneaking aspects to it, but it's not no very good. <laughs> like you can't. Oh, uh, it's not as Fallout sneaking, where you can snake right in their face oh, and uh, pull yeah, the no, trigger. Not, no, no, it's like it, it's kind of annoying. I, sometimes I feel like I don't know how they saw me. Like I'll be hiding, like behind like a six foot tall piece of, or like I'll be hiding behind the other side of the wall or something, and they see me and they start shooting at me. I'm like, how did you guys see me? Oh yeah, it's like. It's like they have a fucking motion tracker. Yeah. It's like, I see you. Yeah, that's what it felt like sometimes. Boom. I, don't, I don't know if that was for sure the case, but it felt like there's no way that guy should have, that, could, that guy could saw me. So it, it is kind of cool. Like you have throwing knives and stuff you can throw and it usually kills him in one one hit if you hit him in the right, you know, hit him in the chest or the head. But if you hit him in like in the leg. Uh, so the knife is better than the gun. For sneaking parts, yes. But but as soon as they find you, just go back to the guns. Like I find that the, the shotgun and like the Magnum are the best two weapons in the game. Uh, the assault rifle is, I mean, it's pretty good if you're, especially if you're a little bit of a distance. But you're just gonna, you're just gonna waste a lot of ammo trying to shoot the guys because you can, you can have the crosshairs right on the guy. Doesn't mean you're gonna hit him. Mm. But yeah, that is mm, that's pretty bad. It's not. I, I think people complain about that a lot, but I think that was. I don't think that was on just bad game design. I think that was on purpose for it. I know I can see how people have a problem with that when I'm talking about it. When old the old weapons uh, basically haven't been kept up to specs, yeah. and uh, it shows the sign in the game. Yeah. Like you could tell this weapon wasn't hasn't been managed properly. Yeah. I know there is a yeah. There, I know there's like you can get better weapons and stuff like that. And there's shops you can go to. I didn't really do much of that. I mean, my, my, most of the weapons I used were ones I found. And then you have, actually, what was really cool, I found some, like, silent, later on in the game, I found, like, a silent pistol, and when that, when I got that, that was, like, midway through the game, uh, that, sneaking got a lot easier, <laughs> I just popped in the head, and then, you know, I just keep going, but, I mean, when you, when you just have throwing knives, you can only carry five, and you gotta be, and the guy's walking, you gotta be deadly accurate with that thing, so if you miss, or if you hit him, you know, in the leg, he's gonna, like, start, he's gonna say something, then... Everybody's so are there any? You. So are, is there like any type of like say like stealth takedowns or something like that, or or is this just like a plain old melee type of attack? Plain, you just pat, hit them in the back of the head and pray yeah, for the melee, best. Mainly just like you can sneak up and do melee attacks on them and uh, stuff. Or you can you can you have a, you have an, another knife you get you know like you would in normal first person shooter game that if you have it equipped, I believe you can do melee kills if you sneak up with on the guy. But that's I only had a couple chances to do that. Because I'm not very good at sneaking in uh. games, so if unless it's Metal Gear Solid, that's, I'm not very good at sneaking. I think that's the only really. <laughs> you have to have that box. Yeah, I don't have the box. <laughs> oh, I wish I had the box. No, I think that's the only really thing I can complain about is they, they they really want you to sneak around that game, and there's just I mean all you can do is crouch. That's really. Why is there a cardboard <laughs> box in the forest? <laughs> well, there's no forest in Metro. 
It's just a giant wasteland. No, I, I will say though, the parts when you had to go up onto the surface was meh. I thought I I didn't like the fact you have to you have to have, to have a gas mask on, and you have to constantly change your air filters. And you have to keep track of how much air you have. It wasn't a big deal, but it was kind of annoying. And like the thing, if you get hit too many times, the gas Ooh. mask breaks. You gotta hurt and find a new one. Little things like that. There's more. Uh, you you talking about that game makes me want to go back and play Fallout Three. It is. Uh, th- I will say that when I was playing the, in the parts in the tunnels, the met- metro, that reminded me of the atmosphere of that game. It reminded me of Fallout Three. Yeah, usually a red flag for me is if I'm playing a different game or something, and it really reminds me of wanting to play a specific game. Then I don't think I think that's pretty. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> well, I didn't say it made me want to play. You want to be in that immersive. It didn't make me want to play the game. Immersive. But if I had to describe it, it's kind of like Fallout 3 on rails. You don't. You, you have some side things you can do, but it's not a big open world. You know, you can, there's only so many. Few, there's like a few. Oh, there's a room over here I can go check out, kind of thing. You can find some stuff. That's really there's no there's no there's some side quests like little side quest things you do, but there's nothing. You know, you can't go off. And it's not a 200-hour long game. Is it kind of like Bioshock, like in that aspect, where it's like it feels like the world, but yeah, really isn't? Yeah, that's actually a great point. It's kind of like, kind of like that. It, it was like little rooms you can go in. You can find other events going on. But yeah, but it's it's on rails mainly for the most part. You can't really can't branch off and do whatever you want. Hmm. Overall, I would say if you can, I I would say if you're interested in playing Metro Last Light or if you like Fallout 3 at all, I would say. Check it out if you can find. I had troubles finding it. I ended up buying it on Xbox Live on demand, so I just had to download it because I could not. Amazon had it for like it was like forty bucks on Amazon. It was like thirty dollars uh, at Best Buy, but you had to you had to go to the store and pick it up, and it was used. And fifteen dollars on Steam. There's a charge of fifty bucks for that thing. Yeah, it's. That's just crazy, you know. Because I mean, a while ago, I think the developers of like Metro. 2033 or something it actually had a actually had like a, a yeah THQ yeah THQ went out of business they actually offered the game for free on Steam and so I I've had that I haven't had a chance to try it though but it sounds like I should just at least give it a try I would say try it out I, I think I will admit the parts in the tunnel if you have it for free yeah, that's true you can't go wrong yeah, playing the worst it. thing that could happen there and, and, <laughs> and there's parts in the in like in the tunnels where it's actually legitimately like kind of creepy I thought, especially because it's, it's really dark in most places. So all you have is, is your flashlight, and you don't. But a lot of times you want to have your flashlight off because that will attract the dark ones, and you know, and people, of course. So when you're trying to be sneaky, kind of that kind of makes me feel like playing Alan Wake now. It's like uh, the darkness is pretty creepy, and it attracts the Taken. Why? Why? Why are they called the Taken? Oh, I'm again? sorry, Knuckles. I'm sorry. That was a that was a joke from the podcast we did that didn't oh, get released because someone didn't record. <laughs> I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna throw him under the bus. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I wasn't gonna actually uh, say who. Oh, well, I threw myself under the bus. But <laughs> no, it's some it's some other guy who huh. fired him. Yeah, yeah, we had to fire his ass and replace him with Jack. He can edit your part out. Yeah, no that worries. guy. Yeah, that that guy. Yeah, we. Uh, not only that we, not only that we. Uh, yeah, that him, asshole. But, uh, we pulled his pants down. And we spanked it with moon rocks. Hey. <laughs> uh, you use moon rocks? Wow. Yeah, that that part wasn't known to me. Uh, what he did afterwards, you I there. no, no idea. It was no, very good. <laughs> yeah. Shh. 
Uh, well, does that wrap up your uh, Metro talk? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, how, Jack, well, what have you been playing? I've been playing a couple things. I mean, this week I got a chance to uh, purchase Animal Crossing New Leaf and stuff, and uh, I've spent actually quite a bit of time with it. I have had it only for a couple days, and I think I've just spent like about uh, at least six or seven hours playing it because the game is really addicting to a point where, oh, okay, it's like a few hours just drained by like minutes because the game is so kind of relaxing. It's probably one of the most relaxing games I've played this year, you know. Once you're like playing all these fighting games, all these like first-person shooters and stuff, you go to a game where it's just, oh, okay, let's just go on the seashore, let's collect seashells, or, oh, hey, let's go ahead and catch some fish. <laughs> that doesn't seem fun. I know, I know. I went over, I went over to the, like, with that premise and stuff, like, okay, how can this be fun? But, uh, like, at least a few hours inside the game, it's like, hey, you know what, it's just, it's just one of those relaxing games where I'm just going to be playing, like, 15, maybe 20 minutes or so, maybe a day at most while I'm playing something else, and, hey, I was just totally okay with that. I mean, at least with this type of Animal Crossing game, you, uh, you can actually, you're not just a resident, you're actually, you can be the mayor inside your own town, meaning you can dictate, like, whether or not what type of uh, flag your town can have or what type of theme it has. You can even, like, decorate and just, uh, you know, just do, <laughs> do all this little interior decorating and stuff with your houses. I don't know, that sounds like a less fun Fable 3. It's Fable 3 without the without the linear crap. Or probably maybe a little bit better than that. <laughs> oh, without the actual interesting well, that's the story? Did you call it story without interesting? Well, that's the thing. The, the thing that's most interesting about this Animal Crossing game and stuff, it's just basically what you put into it. So, for example, if... Uh, Say you're looking for a game that has like a lot of action or like a lot of like uh, you're looking for story elements and stuff. This game doesn't have it. It's more or less of a purpose of okay, you want to decorate your town, you want to have all sorts of various other like say you want to visit other people's towns and do something like that. Hey, you can do that. Or uh, you want to earn like specific type of like Nintendo like related items or something. Kind of like a Sim City yeah, mixed with like Viva Pinata. You know? I mean, there there was this cool. F- thing that I discovered last night where if uh, it implements the 3DS's like plate coins you know feature where you know they use like the walking type of speedometer or something like that where you take a few steps yeah the pedometer sorry for like each every couple steps or something like that there's specific steps where you earn these plate coins and you spend you can spend two plate coins to get something called like a, a fortune cookie and once you get the fortune cookie you can actually trade it into the shop, dude, that uh, would actually give you, like, a random Nintendo-like item. Like, for example, when I traded mine in, I got this uh, I got this mask from, like, Legend of Zelda. It was uh, the from Skyward Sword, the Fee mask, you know? And so basically what it was is just the, the character's, like, likeness and stuff, just, like, like, entire kind of helmet thing. So I'm just, like, wearing this. It was like, oh, hey, that's pretty cool. It's like I got this random chick or something that I'm wearing on my head. <laughs> 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 oh, well, uh, what was that, uh, what was the serial killer that, uh, skinned other people and wore, Edgen? wore their skin? Edgen? Edgen? Wisconsin? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. I just know there was a serial killer that wore other people's wore other people's skin over his. <laughs> I can't. 
Uh, I don't know. Oh, my gosh. I went to a dark place. Put the lotion on the skin or or, or gets the hose again. (laughs) Actually, that would probably make this game even more interesting, to tell you the honest truth. Because besides that, there really isn't uh, much else you can do. I mean, you can expand your house. (laughs) Well, actually, that would also make the game pretty interesting, too, if there was actually relationships that you can build upon that. But uh, it's called Fable. (laughs) Fable 2, not 3 Yeah, 2 Oh, aren't they making an HD remake of 1? I think they did Yes Didn't they say something like that Like a film that that they were making like an HD Yeah, like an HD remake I think it was for the Xbox 360 I'm thinking Where's my HD remake for That's pretty cool Another KOTOR you can get that on Steam for three bucks. Okay then. I want to play the- <laughs> so why do you need another copy of it? <laughs> you have achievements on Steam. Call your call your Steam account. Okay, your 360. So that's there. My uh, gameplay thing for Animal Crossing New Leaf and stuff like that, but I wanted to get into like uh, the next game that I got a chance to try out here was Tekken Revolution. This game released yesterday. Yeah, it released Ooh, yesterday Tekken on the game. PlayStation Network. It's free of charge. It's it's a free to play fighting game. Now you try to grasp around that concept where you are handed like a free to yeah. play fighting you game. Yeah, you can actually you buy characters if you want, but. Here's the thing. Ugh, you are offered like, say five to seven five to seven characters, ranging from like a cookie cutter type of characters, let's say like Kazuya and like Lars and stuff and like that. But what really struck me as kind of strange and stuff, in order to convince people to buy their uh like more into that stuff, they have these specific type of tokens where you are rewarded with like a like a token for say to play the arcade mode or a token to like try to play like people's, yeah. Oh, so it does have microtransactions. Yes. To, like you could play for a while to unlock it, but if you want to play now, you can uh, buy tokens. Yes, for because mode. because I downloaded and played it on day or, one, I'm like was rewarded with like all these different little tokens and stuff like that. So what I basically did, I ended up going to the arcade mode. I didn't lose once. Like, even towards the final boss and stuff like that, it seemed like the AI was just really, really type of, really easy and stuff with it. I mean, I would assume it's because, hey, it's a free-to-play game, and uh, if, say... Oh, say they could have went the, they could have went the Street Fighter route in that case, uh, where every <laughs> character's cheap. Like, you go to punch someone, then you get fucking uh, 360 uh, power-bombed by Geef. It was like, how the hell did you counter a punch into that combo? Well, yeah, and I was like, this, that's why it turned me off about the Street Fighter games. It was like, just everything can be countered so easily when you're fighting AI. It's not even <laughs> I, really fair. Of well, course, I also it's like a fighting game. So. With that certain thing. I mean, one of, the, one of the worst parts about this Tekken Revolution and stuff, if you are rewarded, if you have like a token, right, and you go through the arcade mode and you lose, you lose that token, I mean, you can't play the arcade mode anymore unless you wait a half an hour for the damn thing to replenish. Oh, so it's that type of... Yeah, that and it's the same thing that applies to the Ugh. multiplayer, too, the online multiplayer. I played 
Wait, you have to yes, have tokens have to, to play have multiplayer? Tokens. You're rewarded with only one token. One token to play oh, a player wow. match, one token to play like a ranked match. So if you don't win either one, you can't play unless another half an hour passes. Unless you spend the money to get like some more tokens. I haven't how checked. How much are the tokens? I haven't checked what they were or something like that, but I'm assuming one token is like a dollar or something like that. I'm assuming it. I'm not too sure if it is. Pack of 20 for $15 or something. Yeah, exactly. Apparently the game rewards you like with with each day that you play it and stuff like that, but it's like little stuff, like say like pieces of clothing or like pieces of like uh, specific types of moves. <laughs> oh, it gives you stuff that allows you to customize your character without actually being <laughs> exactly. character. It really bummed me out because while I was playing the arcade mode and stuff, it really made me want to just go back and play uh, a game I used to play a lot on the Xbox 360, Tekken 6. I mean, with Tekken 6... Yeah, you can, I think Tekken 6 is like 10 bucks on the PlayStation. <clears throat> like, yeah, because it's relatively cheap. You can go back and play Tekken 6 yes, for hardly anything. Yes, and it's really, everything it's really cheap just to go and just find the, the Vita version of Tekken 6 or even just go out and just the brick-and-mortar store just to buy a regular copy of it and stuff. I mean, you'll get a lot more out of just playing a game like Tekken 6 where you just barely spend like, like 10 or 20 bucks or something for it new as opposed to playing this free-to-play game which barely just supports the basic type of essentials. It's a basic money-grub type of thing from Namco Bandai in order to uh, trick consumers into just paying for something that they don't really need to pay for. <laughs> capitalism. Yeah, capitalism as finest, folks. Welcome to America. Uh, yeah. But um, what I don't... like actually lost interest in Tekken back in... Back in Tekken 6, that... What was it? Story mode that they had with Lars or... I think Lars was the default character that you could switch. Yeah, but yeah, Tekken, yeah, was, Tekken yeah. Six, as I remember, really Good. focused on the story mode with uh, Lars and stuff. But uh, I know if you got like further enough into the game, you can switch from Mars to like Jin or somebody. But um, what was it? The actually uh, the funnest Tekken game I played was Tekken Tag Tournament on the old PS2, and. They had just basically arcade okay, mode versus, and versus mode. Bam. Dun, 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 Okay, well. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to go and, uh, while he's gone, uh, talking about the Pokemon MMO that I've been playing. And if you remember. Oh, you son of a bitch. Why don't you keep your ass around? Let me get my pillow and blanket so I can take a nap. Wake me up when you're done. Uh, well, for those who remember playing Pokemon <laughs> Fire on. Red on the Game Boy Advance, I'm Pokemon nice. MMO is a fan-made game that takes the concept of that game and then puts it into an MMO format. So you just, instead of playing as Red or Green or whoever, you uh, create your own character, start off, get get your first Pokemon from Oak, like Ewood and Fire, and Fire Red and Leaf Green, and you just go through Kanto collecting badges and Pokemon and uh, battle real trainers um, but some one of the best parts about that game is that the NPCs are just like disabled like you can't fight the M M like the NPCs you run past them they won't auto fight you 
so you have to, to in order to fight the bug catchers and cool trainers or whatever the fuck they're called you can you have to talk to them to instigate that fight which I felt was a lack of which was a lack of creative creativeness towards the original game but I can understand with the old games that yeah you have to have a challenge to get to the next city um but you can with this game you can uh say you go into Viridian Forest you can go through the thing heal yourself in Peter City then go back through the forest and fight the trainers so if even if you faint you don't have to go back through the forest you can just uh train in Peter City and fight Brock afterwards but and also uh, the creators of the game put Pokemon from Gen 5 up to Gen 5 in the in the game so you could run into like a what is it I'm trying to name a Pokemon say oh fuck what is it yeah who's that Pokemon it's fuck Crobat you can have yeah it's Kirby wow um wrong game yeah it looks like a evil pup fat Jigglypuff uh but you um just catch like Pokemon from Gen 1 to Gen 5 and you can create your own character create your dress up your character however you want and unlike the other Pokemon games it takes away from like Gen 4 I think which is Soul Silver and Heart Gold you can actually have a Pokemon follow you which is kind of like the old Pokemon Yellow yeah Pikachu but instead of Pikachu you can have uh, any Pokemon you want like Ampharos which is the evolved form of Mareep uh, yeah, but you. are you back, Jack? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> sorry, sorry hey, about Ryan. that. The Tekken Revolution game game gave me such a freaking stomachache that I had to vent out my frustration in the bathroom. Anyway, uh, just to pause for everyone, it's like we actually went to the bathroom before uh, we started the podcast, so that must have been real bad <laughs> shit. <laughs> Is this, is, this, is, this bad, is this a bad time of the man? <laughs> no, God go damn, ahead, How much do you drink? <laughs> I've had three things a lot. Holy crap. Okay, um, everyone just hit the pause button and your audacity. We'll take a potty break. Three, two, no. wait, what? Wait, well, don't pause Don't pause. Can we we pause can it? pause the audio. Don't pause. Just let, it, just, just let it go. Just let it go. I don't want to mess with it. I mean, I mean, you guys keep talking. Oh, I'm not gonna. We can, uh, we can actually just stop recording right now, and we can come back. And... Well, don't stop recording. Not, I'm not no, gonna stop recording. Record. Keep it recording, and then you can cut out all this blank shit. Okay. No, I want, I want, I want you guys to listen to me. <laughs> okay, take your headset to the, take your headset to the bathroom. Oh no. This head. Oh, right, flush. I can turn my, I can turn my camera no. on too if you want. No. This isn't a video podcast. <laughs> okay. I don't want somebody to walk in and just see me Can watching we? somebody taking a pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Mom, I swear, this isn't what it looks like. <laughs> I met him on the internet. <laughs> He's cool. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go pee Go now. piss. So we can continue. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll just talk with Knuckles a little bit about, uh, what was it, like the Pokemon MMO he was talking about? Yeah, I was talking about the Pokemon MMO. So apparently you can just choose your own type of Pokemon and stuff like that and just... Uh... Oh, no, you uh, start off with Bulbasaur, uh, Squirtle, and Charmander. Okay. But 
the creators actually put in a cool thing where if you go to the game corner, I think, the Rocket Game Corner in Celadon, um, you get like 1,500 points, you can buy another starter. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. So, and, uh, yeah, go ahead. So by, like, uh, battling other trainers and just earning those specific things, you can actually go forth and just buy another type of Pokemon, or...? Oh, no, it's, um, uh, you, uh, you actually play the slot games, and they kept it out where you couldn't buy, like, you can't buy, like, more than a thousand, uh, coins at a time, so you actually have to earn them. Oh, I see. Yeah, and, uh, I think the, yeah, the starter Pokemon are, like, a hundred or 1,500 coins. Okay. So, you just, uh, but it had, they have other Pokemon, like, the Eevee, Porygon, and Scyther, and all that other shit. Okay, so, like, say, how is the gameplay-wise? Is this reminiscent of the old games? It's just, you just play Fire Red and create your own character. Oh, cool. You, cool. That sounds yeah, really appealing, just, actually. Yeah, if you download it, like I said, I'll play, I'll, I'll, I'll start a new character with you. Oh, okay. Well, that's definitely something I could, uh, do a little bit later. <laughs> yeah. So where'd you get that game from? I uh, downloaded it from pokeymmo.uk I think just dot com and you can uh, get to it it'll redirect to the right side yeah you can do that you can go to google just type in pokeymmo and that's basically you'll find it from there (laughs) (laughs) pokeymmo.eu okay uh, remember to cut this from whenever you went to piss no this Nope, oh, it's staying in. <laughs> oh, man, for real? Don't make me edit the no, podcast. No, I'll take it out. No, I'll take yeah, it out. Yeah, what a way to, to offend the listeners and stuff by talking about random piss jokes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, that's 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 staying in if that's the case. No, it's just me going on more about Pokemon MMO, getting, trying to get him into it. Okay, we'll edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, there was, there was one other game I wanted to get into before... Like, I had that little excursion and stuff. There's this, uh, there was, (laughs) there was this, uh, game I downloaded, like, at least about a couple weeks ago called Fire Pro Wrestling Returns. It's actually a PlayStation 2 game that Sony released on the PSN not too long ago. The game itself is really reminiscent of, like, the old, like, arcade type of, uh, wrestling games. This is like the stand, uh... Like the arcade machine, like WrestleMania type thing, where you're in the ring, you've wrestled. Side view? Yeah, side view, and then yeah. wrestle, and then mat- when the match, go progress on to the next. Yeah, kind of like that. I mean, the game itself kind of has that look and aesthetic, like, uh, feel of, like, an old arcade game where the thing kind of looks like it's, like, cel-shaded. A lot of the wrestlers look really fine and detailed. I mean, this is like... Kind of a- like the old, uh... Oh, wait, you did say cel-shaded and yeah. fine and detailed. Yeah. What's what's really cool about this game in general is the there's a lot of characters inside this uh, wrestling game that are like facsimiles from real wrestlers in real life. Like there's this one dude called the Spike, where it's basically where it's basically he <laughs> Spike <laughs> bend over. I want to show you my Spike. Well, basically the Spike is just uh, a facsimile, just copy of uh, Sting from WCW and stuff like that. Oh. So you have his. His black and white face paint. He doesn't have his little scorpions or anything like that. But the cool part about it is he can go into an edit mode where he can edit the characters and stuff to 
you know, like with fax assemblies of who they are, like say, well, there's a copy of like Sabu inside there from the old DCW. There's Andre the Giant. There's Sting. There's there is I think there's even a Usain Liger inside there, as obscure as that sounds. It's just it's just really crazy, like all these these foreign wrestlers as well as a lot of the American wrestlers from back in the nineties and some of the eighties and stuff are inside this game just renamed differently. Yeah. Uh, question, question. Is is there a disco inferno knockoff? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I have no interest in this game <laughs> well, now. Okay. Here's the interesting part about this gameplay. The gameplay portion of it, you don't, like, press a button or something to grapple. No, you have to literally just, uh, just move the character, like, to your opponent and stuff like that. It, it just grapples automatically, and you have to time your button presses <laughs> just right so you can just perform, like, light or medium or, like, signature moves and stuff like that. So depending upon the settings you have it, like say if the if you have the match set on 100%, you're looking at a match that could last anywhere between like about 10, maybe 15 minutes if you like really know what you're doing and you really put the beat down on your opponent. Wow. But uh, in a way, it's really cool because it just gets really technical. Like say you want to get your opponent inside like a snapmare, then press a certain button. You want to give them to a different like type of submission hold, like a triangle choke or whatever. Like uh, you feel like. You know, it's basically whatever you feel like. It's just really that type of arcade type of gameplay that some of the wrestling games that today kind of lack. It just doesn't take itself too seriously. But uh, I've basically had a lot of fun just going to the different type of gimmick modes. Like, there's an actual barbed wire like type of match where where the ropes are just basically barbed wire and stuff like that. There's oh, the old ECW barbed wire matches? Yes, yes, those type of matches where... The ropes are all barbed wire and stuff. There's actually pyrotechnic things by the ring and stuff like that. So if you Irish whip some dude into the ropes, then you ah. see the freaking like pyrotechnic thing explode. You see him; he's all bloodied and everything. It's like it's crazy. <laughs> There's a portion of a match that I had last night where I basically was just wrestling this guy, and all of a sudden this huge explosion goes on at both of my wrestlers, and even the referee is just like knocked out. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really crazy. It's like, what the hell? Why am I bloody all of a sudden? It's like, ugh. <laughs> There's wow. That's, I'm, that's in, I don't know if that's retarded or intense or both. <laughs> I think it's both. Tense. Retensed. Trying to come what I, I think Sorry. what I love most about the game is there's a lot of depth. You can create. You can like uh, edit your own wrestlers. You can just uh, go forth and uh, create your own events have different types of matches ranging from cage matches, barbed wire matches, like purely like gruesome type of hardcore matches. It's it's really cool. It's something that a hardcore wrestling fan should at least give it a try. I mean, it's only 10 bucks on the PlayStation Network at the moment. So you can't really go wrong. My advice, though, if you do pick it up and stuff, just start out like on the lower difficulties because the standard like level four is it's just kind of, Kind of too overwhelming at the time. <laughs> Is it kind of like the TNA game that came out like about four years ago? I uh, no, I've never mm-hmm. played that TNA game. It's <laughs> you base for that game. You basically just uh, create your character and uh, try to get into the profession. I don't remember the whole story, but you go through. No, Mexico. you no, you you were a popular wrestler that oh, that got beat up and kicked out of TNA so you come back as suicide and he's like in a, he's wearing a mask 
and like you gotta basically start from the yeah yeah you have to wait yeah you have to work your it. way like through Me- Mex- Mexico's Luchador <laughs> and then you have yeah, to it was very bad. you just create your character and then you just get yeah like you say you get tossed out of TNA uh, then you work your way back up through TNA and to TNA and working in your lines like Kevin Nash is there and then just it's ridiculous you have to fight you have to win like the X Division Championship then go on to the TNA World Championship whichever it's called I think it was NWA at the time yeah but oh man that game was terrible like Mm -hmm. you create your character but there's hardly any moves you can actually use like your main uh Move was probably an Irish whip and a bulldog. Are you serious? That's it. Yes. Oh my. Yeah, it's like Irish whip, bulldog, and then whatever finisher you use, which bomb was the Christian's uh, finisher. I forgot what it's called. It's frog splash or something like that. No, it wasn't his frog splash. It was the the impaler. The unprettier, I think, is what it was. Yeah, the unprettier. Yeah, but. God, that game was terrible. I remember there was an achievement in that game for losing five multiplayer online matches. Now, who the heck decides that you have to give an achievement for losing five matches in a oh, row? Yeah, there was an achievement for losing five matches in a row, and then there was an achievement for becoming the number one wrestler in TNA Online. Oh my god, that is just terrible. I mean... I would probably suspect that there probably was not a lot of people that played that game, so it's <laughs> online at least. <laughs> no, probably not. Yeah, I think I got beat by a TNA star. Really? That was actually playing that game like as a promotion or some shit. It was like, uh, sorry about that. Man, I've been playing this game a lot, and I was like, alright, whatever. Sorry, who was dude, it actually? Game? Do you know who it was? <laughs> I don't remember, dude. It was like from 2000. I think that game came out. Probably Shark Boy. Probably Shark Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> God. It was some retarded X Division star, I know that. Probably uh, Alex, but, maybe Alex Shelley or Chris Saban, who knows? <laughs> no, I think it might have been somewhere closer to Shark Boy. good, though, but Shark Boy, yeah. Yeah, it might have been somewhere closer to Shark Boy. Give me a shell, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god, I uh, Let's get away from uh, crappy TNA to uh, some decent topic. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about, let's talk, we actually have topics this time. Yeah, let's go ahead and just get into this then. Yeah. Ooh, um, ooh can I pick the first one? I want, I want to pick the first one. You're not the host. I'm the host. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? <laughs> no. We've never podcast before. Uh, Alright. So why are you the editor? Oh, um, well, let's get into our first topic. It's like, games to play while drinking. Mm. Honestly, the answer to that, any game. Any game is better while you're drinking. Oh, that's a good answer. Good answer. Yeah. I had a game of mine. A good game to play while drinking, beer pong. Great game to play while <laughs> drinking. Yeah. Another, another one, Cup. Great game. Uh, quarters, another great game to play while... Well. I'm actually talking about video games to play oh, while you, you not drinking games. games. You put games. I just wrote down drinking games. But yeah, I, actually, I actually do have... I do have one one video game. 
It's a pretty obvious one. Call of Duty. Yeah, you had to play that game while drinking because Black well, Ops Two is fucking <laughs> terrible. Well, no, like we we I used to play like Black Ops a lot with my friends, and we'd actually made like drinking games with it. Like every time you die, you take a drink. Oh yeah. Oh no. Oh yeah, that was my that was my drinking game for Black the original Black Ops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time you died, you take a drink, and then every time you got headshotted, you take a shot. Oh, if you got yeah. knifed, if you got knifed, you uh take a shot, or if you uh. And if you uh, get teabagged, you finish your beer. We had it. Yeah, every time you die, you take a drink, and every time whoever finished in last place had to, had to finish their beer. Yeah, it was, it was. There were some other rules we had, but I can't. I, it's been so long since we've done that game. I can't remember. The, I just remember those were the two main ones we had. Yeah, it was ridiculous. You know what's kind of? I'm, I think what's? Uh, I think kind of an interesting game to play, probably when you were drinking or something like that. Probably Mirror's Edge, you know, because of like oh. all the sorts of random hilarity that could ensue from that, you know. Like, say you're playing as Faith and stuff, you just try to jump from building to buildings while you're just uh, just tanked on something like that. Oh my god! No, <laughs> one, two, three. All of a sudden, you just go upon across a beam or something. You have this bad vertigo. Oh gee. Oh yeah, that game is hard. That game is tough sometimes when you're sober. Imagine. Oh gosh, I, 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 about, I about threw up just thinking about that. Or better yet, or better yet. Like if you're uh, playing, say, a fighting game or something like that. Like so you're playing Street Fighter oh, online, you're drunk, and all of a sudden you become this drunk you master. Mash the, you master the drunken stuff. <laughs> yeah, that was ridiculous. I was playing. I remember the. I think I was playing Tekken Six on t- one time. Wasted. Yeah. I was playing as Eddie. Okay. <laughs> and fucking just, I just went, just laid down and just started fucking tearing this guy up and just laughing into the mic. <laughs> 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 and like the guy was getting really mad like after the after I beat him with a perfect oh my god <laughs> after I beat him with a perfect he sent me like this rage message <laughs> I think I was like laying down and juggling up in the air with my feet it was fucking hilarious <laughs> well it's official we know that uh, that uh, Knuckles here is the drunken master with Eddie Gordo <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I think I replied to it with a voice message, just a burp. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good message. Good, good that is response. awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but probably my favorite drink, uh, drink uh, game to drink to is probably Yu-Gi-Oh! Decade Duels. Oh, really? For the Xbox Live and PSN. Good. Yeah, I enjoy that game. I enjoy <laughs> playing you in that game. Oh come on! I was I was whooping yeah. your ass in so many different ways. That was cheap. He, he beat me like five times and he didn't even attack me once. <laughs> How is that possible? He just he just plays cards that like that every turn take away like oh, five hundred damage. My my deck was a uh, like I had mixed it with a burn and stall. Like, oh I, I see. Like, Sometimes yeah, I was like I put a monster that maybe like burns off a little bit of his life points and that can't be destroyed in battle while he has another fire monster while I have another fire monster on the field oh I see so Um, basically it's like uh, I had two of those cards which burned away like a thousand and then he had some two monsters I sacrificed his two monsters and removed them from play Mm -hmm. Uh, and placed yeah placed the lava golem there in defense mode and then activated uh, like not 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 Stoke Cage, but the trap card that allows you, that you can't attack or change the battle position. 
Oh, I think that's grab. It's either gravity it's bind or something else. <laughs> oh my! No, God. it was like a, it was something. No, it was something that just like did in my standby phase. He loses five hundred life points, and then uh, he like attacked me. Somehow he managed to destroy that trap card, and he attacked me with lava golem. I think I finished it off with uh, mirror, not mirror force, but. Magic Cylinder, which made him attack himself. <laughs> Negates the attack or reflects the attack back at uh, your opponent's life points. Oh. Yeah, every time I I, I, I I had a strategy, to, like I, I finally get a strategy going, and I'd like, destroy his cards. And then he always had another card, just in case he destroyed those cards. And the, the, exactly. The it's called resources. <laughs> it's BS is what it is. I was, I was so was angry. Like, I could I, no, I, I, I had, had uh, yell at you the entire time. I also have a, uh, like... What was it? Um, ma- ma- not magic cylinder. Morphing jar. Oh my god, the morphing jar. I yeah, morphing jar with uh, that some card that allows you to all all cards to be removed from play instead of the graveyard. Oh, so like so morphing jar. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I had morphing jar take like three cards. Like he has five monsters on the field. Those monsters go into his deck. He draw like magic charge, magic, tra- magic, magic, trap. All those cards be removed from play, <laughs> and then he get like a strong monster, and then that be removed from play because it he couldn't summon it. <laughs> and then he'd like lower like have like two or three cards that are actually on the field from his five. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I didn't care at the time, like because. I didn't care if my magic and trap cards went away because I had the cards I needed on the field. And there was one monster that went into my grave and went to my remove from play that sent five more cards off the top of your deck to remove from play. I think and, I beat you uh, once because of that, actually. You kind of screwed yeah, I think... I, yeah, I like draw, he, had, he had, like, one card and I had, like, zero. I was like, God damn it! Yeah, that was really close. <laughs> he decked himself basically, out. <laughs> yeah, basically, that, that strategy backfired on him. Yeah, it's because he like like blocked off one attack or something that I needed to win. <laughs> and uh, I'm editing this I challenge you to a duel because I don't want people to know you beat me in something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also beat him in Call of Duty. I uh, beat him in Yu-Gi-Oh. What else do we play? We also... poker, but I think that was pretty even. Yeah, I, I think, think yeah, that was pretty even. And also a fun fact, he was drunk each time, so he's a drunken master in Call of Duty and Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> I think I was a oh, drunk no. master in Call of Duty, actually. Yeah, I usually play Black Ops 2 sober, or slightly buzzed. I'm usually drunk and hungover the next morning when I play that game. So. Yeah, I don't get hungover, dude. That was also a talent I have. <laughs> I, can drink, I can drink an entire bottle of fucking vodka... You're still young, Unless, uh, You're still young. Just wait till you get to I'm married. I'm like two years younger than you. Stan. <laughs> I finished a liter, a liter and a half of vodka, and I got <laughs> fucking like two seconds. It was down. I downed it. Got super fucking wasted. No hangover the next morning. Oh, I miss those days. Sometimes I look at beer and I get a hung, I get a hangover. So. <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> it, okay. Like your body just goes like, just knows what it is, and it just reminds you, just that way you don't drink it. All right, let's go from hangovers to E3. Yay! <laughs> that's, a, that's a smooth segue right there. Hell, or even uh, like Ubisoft, you know. 
Oh, I think the Ubisoft soft one makes you want to drink after you watch that. Except <laughs> for Tom Clancy's Division. That yeah. was pretty awesome. I don't know, a lot of people did hate E3's, or not E3's, but fucking uh, EA's uh, event. Man, because I think people hate EA. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Some people have just all sorts of this, like, unbridled, like, hatred towards EA because it's the big company and stuff. Oh, they messed up Mass Effect 3. Oh, they're not supporting really Nintendo. St- oh, this. They're... Well, I don't think they care about the Nintendo part. I think they're yeah. still mad about Mass Effect 3. Yep. Yeah, I was like, Mass... I played Mass Effect 3 without that stupid DLC pack. That stupid extended edition or whatever the fuck it came out. Yeah. Like, I enjoyed Mass Effect. And it was like, what, I don't get... Yeah. I don't get why people hated it. It's like, oh, so you're mad because the game ended? Yeah, that's basically, basically what the argument was. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like dislike the ending. I don't like the ending. I, I got to the ending. I kind of wish I could go back to that game, like erase my memory of that game, and just not know anything about it, like as far as like the internet goes, about how the ending was. Because for like, about the week before I finished the game, that's all I heard about was how bad the Mass Effect 3 ending was. So I was expecting something really bad. And when I got there, I'm like, okay. This is actually pretty okay. I don't know yeah. what people were bitching about. I'm yeah. sorry that he didn't, but everyone didn't do the, make the perfect choices throughout the three games they played. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I basically kind of like, I actually kind of like the ending for a certain bit and stuff like that. It's It just leaves a lot to like, uh, interpret it and stuff like that and didn't really need like any sort of like elaborate things or any closure on specific things you know what uh before you go on any further okay. let's say fuck e3 topic let's just talk about mass effect mass effect okay uh, <laughs> that works but, right but I, had, I had a very important announcement to make okay so, all right go ahead make your announcement then we'll talk about mass effect i i i, I got i already pre-ordered a ps4 you did <laughs> Yeah, I got mine. I got pre-order through Amazon. They got an email this, I, uh, today I, saying I I have one for launch. Holy shit! So, I, so knuckles, nice. knuckles. I want I want I want to say this to you right now. Boom. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm getting the PS4, no problem. But I'm getting Destiny and Battlefield 4. My God. No, because I'm gonna I'm gonna wait so I can get my fifty dollars off at Walmart. I'm basically Boom. just waiting. Anyway, I've just been hearing nothing but people just on Twitter, everywhere, just saying they're pre-ordering a PS4, blah, 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 after that conference. Yeah. It was just that I'm bu- good. <laughs> I'm buying a PS4 just on principle. What yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I did just because, like, for me, I don't even care. They have to be always online, which I don't, which was also a thing that I'm not happy about, yeah. but, like, just because it had to be with a Kinect, that's what killed me for Microsoft. It's like, you had to have that connect in. But no, it was... I, I think just the way they're going about it is it's, they're like, they're, they're like, it's just like, you guys are, you guys aren't buying this. You should be happy we're letting you even, like, see this or play these games. Yeah, I was like, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't like the idea of, like, having to pay $60 to lease out my game. Yeah, really. And here's the point. If you can't, I mean, there's a, there's a selling part to it. What about in... I know this is far away, and maybe not so many people do this, but there's a lot of people out there that like to go back and play their old. I have a friend of mine, still, my buddy still has a 64. We play it every now and again still. And he has all those games for it Super Nintendo or GameCube, PS2, whatever. In 10 years, 10, maybe probably 10, 12 years, those servers are going to be shut down. And you, yep. can, you have 50, 60 games on there that you can't play anymore because you've got to be online every 24 hours. Yeah, that's. 
Um, didn't you also notice how fast like Microsoft shut down the original Xbox servers? Mm. Well, they did say with mm. with the 360, you're gonna keep that going for at least till 2018. Well, that's so what that's they say, cool. but they could also like just pull the same thing as they did, like with what Knuckles was saying, you know, with uh, the original Xbox. I mean, look how fast they discontinued the original Xbox once the three. Like the games out. alone, like the games alone quit producing like two years before, or, like a year after uh, the original Xbox or the 360 came out. Yeah, I, I don't think. They and then that they with, with as much. I think because it's so casual and the market is so much bigger, that I don't think they if they do that who's if they shut it down on you who's gonna go oh I better go buy an Xbox One then people are like so Microsoft has screwed me over I'm not gonna go out I'm not gonna go out well you you say that but that's exactly what they did to the people playing Halo Two and Battlefield or not Battlefield but I think this is I'm thinking of uh, Battlefront I'm not talking about gamers I'm talking about casual people that just use it for Netflix and stuff. Who's gonna go out and like? Well, I can just go. Out, I'll just go out and buy a PS3. I can still use that, or I'll just go out and buy the PS4. Or you can go out and you can buy a Roku box for a hundred bucks. Yeah, Roku yeah, for really. fifty bucks. Yeah, I mean, so I think if they did that, they're just. I mean, they're. I think with gamers, they're already kind of in a bad spot. That, I mean, they've already lost market. the game. They, they lost the hardcore gamer market. I don't think they've lost already. Them. I think they've hurt themselves. Well, here's. I think the hardcore hardcore gamers, but you're talking about the. The frat boy gamers that play Madden and Call of Duty, I think they'll still have them no problem. I just and for the original, the original Xbox, that's all the games that came out though were for the original Xbox was the Madden, the NBA, and then I think Halo. an off-brand Call of Duty game. Yeah, I mean, I just I think I think they've really damaged themselves. They're I don't I'm not I'm not gonna say they're as bad as Nintendo is right now, but I think they're right now they need to. Definitely prove themselves. Oh, see, okay. Nintendo has, still has that niche market that has the Mario and Legend of Zelda games. Well, yes, yes, but here's something that's also kind of a little bit interesting and stuff like that. I know Microsoft doesn't have that type of extensive, like, first party, say, like, what Nintendo is. I think with what Microsoft's doing right now, they've actually almost pulled exact, not exactly, but in sort of a way, what Nintendo did with the Wii U and stuff, they just basically are confusing, like, the market, like, the casual market, too, because gamers think that this Xbox One is not really aimed towards them because, oh, hey, it plays TV, it's does ESPN, it does this and does that, even regardless of this E3, their press conference and stuff like that. I mean, I've heard so much negative stuff going inside their press conference. Well, you know. I don't think it was about the TV. Like, the, yeah, the TV thing did hurt them yeah. a little. Yeah. Uh, but, like, at their conference, they least they said, like, all the most majority of their games that they came out with were multi-platform except for Halo, fi- Halo 5 or Forza that Halo. And, and Titanfall. Halo and Forza they're, and they're, Titanfall. Yeah, there were. Yep, sorry, but Tyler, Titanfall is a, sorry. Titanfall, there, I guess there's rumors that it gets as a time exclusive. So it's supposed to launch next spring. So they're saying it was like oh, Lost Planet and Bioshock. Kind of, yeah. yeah. So either next, either next fall or the spring of 2015, it'll be on the PS4. Yeah. Here's the thing: they tout about these third-party exclusives that they got now, like Dead Rising Three, Titanfall, and stuff. Um, but uh, we've learned from- even Dead Rising was a. Uh, uh, Dead Rising originally was an exclusive that they lost mm-hmm. and, in the sequel. And so it was Mass Effect to a certain extent, because the original Mass Effect for years was on the 360 up until 
just recently. That triple bundle thing that you can get, then they release it separately. Yeah, that was last yeah. year, I think. <laughs> I think that's. I think we got, we're on a good point here. Is basically, I think they're trying. They're going Nintendo route where they're going casual, but they're realizing that when Nintendo has, they had before they went casual, they had 10, 15, 20 years of first party titles with a lot of lineage and a lot of a lot of fans. And Microsoft doesn't have that. Nintendo has those the handheld that are keeping them alive. Yeah, currently. Like, yeah. like Jack said, uh, he he's been playing a lot of uh, 3DS games. Yeah, that's because the 3DS. You know, when the 3DS first came out, there was almost nothing to it. But after the initial price drop of the 3DS and the which games, was like yeah. everyone was furious about. Yeah, and then you have like games like Super Mario 3D Land, and even coming into this. This current year, there's been like, okay, boom, Fire Emblem, boom, Animal Crossing, boom. Later on this year, Pokemon X and Y. Pokemon X and Y. There's a lot of three, now there's a lot of interesting games coming right now that's basically keeping Nintendo just like earning a profit because of how many decent, like uh, well-coveted like 3DS games that they're offering and stuff like that. That's keeping them alive, whereas say... Right now, with, whereas, say, Microsoft, right now, with their Xbox 360, with their Xbox One, I mean, right now, I have a feeling that the Xbox 360 is probably not going to be, like, uh, not, probably not going to be, like, it's probably going to be cut off, sort of, like, what the original Xbox did, where, okay, they're going to release the console, but they're just going to quickly just migrate to the Xbox One and stuff, and, of course, they they have shown signs that they're probably going to do that with releasing this, uh, this newest Xbox and stuff that's supposed to be cheaper, but probably aims towards, you know, like, casual people, you know? And that's my point of why I think they're going to keep the 360 alive for a while. They're, they're releasing a new 360 that just came out this week. I mean, there's no way they'd be cutting it off in six months to a year if they just yes. release this new console. I think, I, would, I, I, would, I wouldn't be shocked if they shut it off before 2018, but if it shut off, I would say before 2015, that would shock me. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Exp- I don't actually expect it to be past I, 2015. I, they're going into this way too cocky. I just look at they're trying to get the, the casual audience, and they look at what the Wii did, and how that blew up. You got to look at what the Wii was. It was something new, and something that's never been seen before, and it was only two hundred fifty dollars. It was very and, cheap. It was the cheapest yeah. console going in like this current generation. And it was revolutionary. I mean, it was called the revolution initially. It, yeah. was, it was something we've never seen before. And then what, what the Xbox One is doing is it's just, now it's just like you can do this, what your phone does. You can, it, they'll do that on there now. Or you can plug it your cable box so now you can use the guide on there. It's not doing anything new. It's just putting them all in one thing. But the, the, these things they're putting into the console aren't like these big, huge things. Like, you could check your fantasy score. I'm like, oh, I can do that in two seconds with the phone that's literally within arm's reach of me all day. Yeah. We're not, we're not talking about oh, something so new. <clears throat> I do want to tell you what my setup is right now for my 360. Okay. Is I have my HD capture card. I have my 360 plugged into that. And then my TV plugged into the capture card. So I could capture my TV right now if I wanted to. Like in HD, perfect, no phone. I can record it, get it on my laptop, free of charge, whatever. Like, what they're trying to sell me, I already have. Yeah. Yeah, granted that I do have to go through a third party, but I have that already. And I don't have the Kinect, which is a plus for me. Yeah, I had a Kinect. It was stupid. The only nice thing about it was Xbox, next episode, 
That was the only use. That wasn't even. That wasn't even perfect, though. No, but it was the nice. It was nice when your when your controller shut off on you after a few minutes. You have to. You want to wait. You don't want to wait twenty seconds for the boot up Xbox next episode. That was the only. See, personally, I think the best innovation that uh, Microsoft did was have that uh, smart glass app that worked. Now it looks kind of nifty. That smart glass. Dealy, yeah. It, uh, granted, it takes forever to sync to your Xbox. Mm-hmm. That, but I like it better than having to dig up my controller or say Xbox next episode. Yeah. Or Xbox play uh, play uh, Supernatural season three episode two. I can just tap a or tab touch. Well, yeah. Well, let me just say this though. I mean, does it seem kind of familiar to you that? Uh, Microsoft coming into the next generation it has sort of this like cocky, sort of arrogant type of feel. Kind of like how the same way Sony Which, was yeah, when they captured um, the PS3. <clears throat> but yeah, yeah, Microsoft during that though with their core audience that they a lot got through uh, their X that through the 360. Yeah. Um, like kind of like how Sony did with the PlayStation 2. Yep. I, I hardly played my Xbox uh, when I had my PS2. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're going away from what drove the people from the PS2 to the 360. Yeah, which was the multiplayer, the the communication, the network, or not the networking, but the Netflix. Netflix alone with the par- old party system that they got rid of. I agree. With you, though. They're going into this way too cocky, but I understand from a business point, the casual market is is the place to go as far as if you want to make the most money. I mean. We're the hardcore gamer is, I guess not really. We're still there's still a lot of us, but we don't bring in the money like the casual market does. The casual market is ten times bigger than the hardcore gamer market. I I, th- I understand why they're doing it at a business point, you know, and I'm sure that them doing the DRM stuff is probably why they're getting the exclusives that they are. Like I bet that's the reason Titanfall is going to them first. Um, Sony, uh, their exclusives are great. The yeah. Yeah. coming out tomorrow or right now actually, uh, yeah. Last of Us. That game, I uh, just, oh man, that exclusive right there alone, that is just. It's made by the people who like revolutionized the PS3 with Uncharted. Yeah, and it's uh, like Uncharted is probably one of the top games. You, if you think of a PlayStation 3, you probably think of Uncharted. You, yeah, you either think of like games like Uncharted 2, you think of Infamous, you think of like Gran Turismo and stuff like that. You basically just uh, you see all these. And then Little Big Planet if you're for a kid. Yeah, exactly. All these first party stuff that they've that are not like overused, that are not like uh, they're actually just decent, new and stuff, as opposed to say what Microsoft or what Nintendo has been doing and stuff like that, where they've literally drilled a lot of these franchises almost to the ground and stuff, like with oversaturation. I think, I think the only oversaturated uh, game on the PlayStation is God of War. Yes, yeah. I humbly agree. I think people were kind of sick of that game by the third one. I heard it, Ascension. Ascension did not have the buzz that you normally hear about a God of War game. It just kind of came and it went. Like, there was, after... Well, that's the yeah. thing. That's the thing about it. It was just too soon because God of War three released in two thousand ten, and that basically ended that uh, that whole like arc and stuff with Kratos and stuff. And you have this game God of, like God of War Judgment and stuff, which no, just... that's Gears of War Judgment. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Same thing. Yeah, understandable. It's 
uh, I was probably thinking Gears of War Judgment because it was kind of like the same type of deal. You know, they released a third game. Yeah, Gears of War three was great. I was like, I nearly cried in the Gears of War three story, but Gears of War Judgment, God, like they took one of my favorite characters and they just got guys. Got slapped in the face with a giant dick, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. That was probably the easiest way to say it. It was like, they took one of my favorite characters and they just bitch slapped him. I think they basically went the same route with both Gears of War and God of War. Yes. They, they did this, they ended them with the trilogy and the third one. And they're like, okay, what are we going to do now? Run to a prequel. prequel. They put a prequel That's what they do with Halo as well. They did the yeah. exact same thing with Halo, with Halo 4 and stuff. What This is a this is an end well, result of what, a longer no, I'm not actually talking about Halo 4, though. It was uh, like H. Halo Halo 3 came out. That was, that was probably the fun. ODS 3 was good for what it was, it, it but was, there was some key flaws with that game that I don't yeah. want to go into. I just I I think that's a good point. Is we're kind of I understand why you know with the economy is so we're getting better economy, but they don't want to new put out new IPs because a lot of they put out new IPs and a lot of times they flop or they barely as much money as games cost nowadays. Yeah, it's just too much of a risk. Like look at I mean Tomb Raider's on a new IP, but look at that, that game sold over three million copies, which is great for a game. That's probably going to be one of the top sellers of this year. And the company is the, the people. People lost their jobs. Right, just because you know, you know what the game developers go through to make that game one yeah. game. Yeah, yeah un, unbelievable hours, fucking harsh work environments, yeah. and then just yeah. get canned like that just because your game wasn't good enough. And a lot of that's probably marketing too, because I don't really see a. That many commercials for Tomb Raider. I excluding. Bit, so did I, as a major extent, you know. But yeah, I think it's just people. That's why you keep going to the well, you know. The games, Call of Duties, the the Maddens. I think we're getting to the point now where, you know, so it used to be sports games that we got every year. Now I think it's kind of getting to the point where we're going to get a new Halo every other year, a new Gears of War. Oh, see, year. Halo's already been out every year because, like, because uh, it was Halo Three. Then I think a year or so later came OD- ODST. Yeah. And then a year after that, Halo Reach. And then a year after that, uh, yeah, the... Combat Evolved Anniversary. Yeah. And then Halo, Halo 4. Yeah, Halo Wars. Oh, yeah, Halo Wars Halo was. Halo Wars, Halo Reach. Up before ODST. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's completely four or five in eight year span. Yeah, I was like, then Halo 4. It was. Uh, let's see, Halo 4 came out last year, so 2012. That was a five-year gap between Halo 3 and Halo 4, just full of bad games. We had five Halo games at that time point. So. Yeah, so the impact of stuff, I say, like something like Halo 4 was just diminished and stuff because the oversaturation of the other games, too. You know? That's kind of point. Like, Nintendo, that's kind of the thing I do like about Nintendo, even though Mario is basically on everything. But you look at, like, uh, Metroid... We only got one Metroid Prime game, one, two Metroid games actually, in this. In a, On the way, like, yes. Yeah, you had Metroid Prime Three, and that came out in, like 2008. Right. And then you had Metroid Other M that came out I think 2011. 2011. Two and eight in a six seven year span, and mm-hmm. then you had look at Zelda. We had one at launch, and we had one at, in 2012. So I don't. Oh, oh go ahead and uh, go to Sony. For the Kingdom Hearts, because they announced Kingdom Hearts 3, which I had an orgasm when I heard. Uh, I'm so glad that game's coming. (laughs) But let's be realistic here, guys. At 
the earliest we're going to see that game fall 2015. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Which just knowing that it's coming out. Yeah, I know that's just knowing that's going to come is is good enough. And it, uh, and then, but then in the same day, like six hours earlier, Battlefront Three, baby. Knuckles, Knuckles, you suck. You don't like it. What? What did I do? You don't like the game. <laughs> you don't like the game. I didn't like the concept of the game. Uh, multiplayer for Battlefront Two, you ran around like you got a high enough score, then you uh, became a Jedi or uh, that no, one person who got that high enough score. Do what? Battlefront One was one was much better than Two. I don't know. I know a lot of people like it. And I'm iffy about it, but I'm glad the the core audience or the people who wanted it uh, are getting their game. Like I'm getting Kingdom Hearts Three. In 2016, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of game, a lot of companies are oversaturating their games, and then, like personally, I think Square Enix probably done it best with their Final Fantasy games. Uh, like, no, I'd say done it best, not done it well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good point right there. I mean, let's look at uh, coming into the PS3 generation. Final Fantasy 13 releases at 2010. To like mixed scores, mixed reviews, and stuff like that. But then you have Final Fantasy X2, which I think released what 2012. I think it was 2012. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2012 and stuff. And arguably, it was it's sort of a little bit was better and stuff, say score wise. But now you, you have play, you had to play 30 hours to get to the good part. That's well, actually, that was original Final Fantasy 13. To tell you that was true. That's what I'm talking about. That's why two was better because you had to play 30 hours to get to the good part. Yeah, exactly the point. And now you have like Lightning Returns, like Final Fantasy 13, which is supposed to be released like February of 2014. Now you see yeah. those type of gaps. Those type of gaps are pretty good because that way you're not oversaturating things like yearly and stuff like that. But at the same time, you're working to try to improve, try to make sure. The game is like different enough, so you listen to the fans. What, like, what was the Final Fantasy game that everyone hated besides thirteen? I think it was. 10, it was I like, think it was ten two. Ten, ten two, and eleven. Eleven was the online one. The eleven was the online one, but there was uh, the big old backlash with Final Fantasy fourteen. I think there was. I mean, there was like de- like development stuff that went on that uh, they had to scrap the entire game. They actually fired their whole development team or something like that and they had to redo it from scratch and they're trying to relaunch it. <laughs> Wasn't it supposed to be an MMO and they scrapped that? Yeah, I think 14 was supposed to be an PC MMO. In the veins of sort of like Final Fantasy XI, you know? Yeah. It was supposed to be like an improved Final Fantasy XI. Though, speaking of Final Fantasy though, what about Final Fantasy XV? Like, what'd you guys think about that? I'd, I actually uh, missed that Trailer, I I didn't get actually get a chance to see that. Uh, I I know I I I enjoyed the original Final Fantasy games. I played them all. I played the crap out of them on Game Boy Advance. I even played the Japanese version that was released on DS, like right. about two thousand eight. I I have never been a big fan. I've never I haven't played thirteen yet, but I've never I haven't been a big fan. I played ten, and I played twelve for a little bit, and I just never got into it. I think. I would like to go play. I've always wanted to play Final Fantasy Thirteen, but I just everybody says you got to play for thirty hours before it gets good. I just I'll I, say for the I actually play. I was there on launch day. Like I went to the midnight release for thirteen. Yeah, I got to the second disc and probably about or no. Uh, let's see. There's about thirteen chapters. I think. Uh, 
the first chapter tutorial, second chapter tutorial, third chapter tutorial. I think I got maybe midway through the second disc before I actually got into a game. Well, yeah, that was pretty much the main problem with Final Fantasy Thirteen. You spent the first ten chapters basically in sort of a tutorial type of state where you have to, oh, okay, this is how you do this, or this is how you do that, and... Oh, you have to act, you have to piss off uh, your piss off the fucking summoning just so you can beat it. Yeah. Wow, that's ridiculous. I, I no longer want to play this game now. <laughs> oh, well, you, out of it. well, you know what? Snow was probably the best character in uh, Final Fantasy thirteen. But the guy, was it the black guy with the chocobo? I like head? I like Zaz. Zach was the the black guy with the chocobo in his hair. That guy was pretty cool. He was he's actually pretty original Racist. for a Final Fantasy character though. <laughs> And, like, the whole story between him and that little chocobo was great. It was, you know. It was just, it was just well-made and stuff like that, story-wise. It was probably one of the more interesting things in regards to that. Maybe, maybe... Other the, than uh, Snow Lightning and uh, whatever her fucking name is, Sarah, I think. Yeah, Sarah and stuff like that. That story line wasn't that great, I, but... I kind of liked uh, Fang and Vanille, though. They were pretty decent, I thought, but... I just, I, I just could not stand... I just could not stand Hope, you know, the beginning parts Hope, of that game. yeah, that, oh, there was one character in that game that pissed you off and you did not want to play as him oh, no. or her, and that was Hope. <laughs> Basically, the freaking emo kid, oh, okay, the, oh, okay, that's right, your mom gets killed. Oh, hey, let's just go ahead and cry emo tears for the next freaking 20 hours. Yeah, that's just... Yeah, crazy. then it's like, uh, you're... Hanging out with Snow, and then the Snow gets hurt. You had to fucking cover him until Lightning and whoever showed up, Zaz showed up to save your ass. And god damn, finding a boss with nothing but a healer. <laughs> I know, right? God, that was aggravating as hell. I was like, jump off the cliff, jump off the cliff, jump <laughs> off the cliff. <laughs> Follow your mother, damn it. Well, anyway, and uh, uh, well, anyway, I was so and stuff like that. I I did get a chance to look. Let's just go back a little bit to Final Fantasy 15 here for a second before we move on. But uh, Final Fantasy 15 from the trailer that I saw. I mean, running onto the PS4, the game obviously looks pretty damn gorgeous because of uh, Square's like new engine that they've made for this game. But uh, a lot of the gameplay things, it just looks like very like uh, third person action type of styling and stuff. That's mixed up with some RPG elements, but it just looks like entirely brand new. It's it's like a modern day type of uh, RPG. So basically, you have certain fantasy elements though, but it's just basically just a Final Fantasy set in modern modern day times. Pretty. Can I talk about the Nintendo experience though? Yes, go on ahead. <laughs> Is that good, Knuckles? Good. Did you want to say something important? Nah, good. I was going to do another Pokemon rant, but go ahead. Okay, okay, I'll stop you there. So, I, I got to go to the Best Buy and play the demos of games that were just announced at E3 and Nintendo Direct. Yeah. So, I don't know if you guys saw, they had a cross-promotion with Best Buy. Nintendo did. What, 100 different Best Buys throughout, I think, I think it was the U.S. and Canada? Yes. So, I went to the one uh, here in Iowa, and... We got there, so it started at 4. Yeah. I went with my friend Justin. We got there at 4.15. There was already a two-hour wait. Oh, my God. Yeah. So wow. We, so we got there uh, Yeah. So we got there at 4.15. You had a sign-up that has your time on it. 
And uh, you got a seven-minute time limit. So he had to wait two hours to play. So our time was like, I can't remember, like uh, like 6.07 was the time that he signed up for. And you could pick the game, pick one of four games you want to play. It was Wind Waker HD, uh, the new Donkey Kong. I think it's Tropical Freeze. Yes, Tropical Freeze. Uh, Mario Kart 8 and Super Mario 3D Land. Which is on the Wii U, which is I thought I thought it was on the 3DS, but it's on the Wii U. Yeah, confusing. But you can pick you put put pick what game you wanted to play, and then you can uh, put on the side who who you want to play the game with. So he put my name down, and I'm like I'm not gonna sit here for two hours and play a seven minute demo. So I put my name down on this like the 614 one, and I put his name down. And I picked Mario Kart. Okay. So that way we could play it two times in a row. So fun. We sat there and waited. And it was just like 30 or 40 people around this. 40-inch TV huddle around it. And the cool thing was, though, we all got free Luigi hats. So I got a Luigi hat. And I was looking... Uh, is that what you were doing on Facebook? Yeah. I look gangster oh, right now, dude. Trill. Gosh. The fish? No. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, continue. Anyways, so we got to play, uh... Three, we got to play, uh... 3D Land. Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, I, I'm happy that we did the Mario Kart 8... We got to be did the back to back because 3D Land the demo we played was one level and it was like a three minute level. Three minute level, really? Yeah, it was. That was that was the entire demo. You get to play. You get to be pick one of four levels, and it was two other guys joined us, so it was four player. Right. And it's kind of I don't know if you guys have played the other the, the Super Mario the World ones the ones the side scroller ones. Yeah. This you know it's co op. You work together and everything like that. This one's a little different, where it's more top down, so it's you know it's 3D, I guess, so you can you know they, you can run back and forth throughout the level too, and it felt more like a race, honestly. Like I wasn't like trying to like survive and get through the level. I don't know, maybe the co-op people were playing with, they were just running through it, but it just felt like the entire time I was just trying to keep up. Like I was talking to my friend Justin about it, and that was we came to the same conclusion was. It just felt like I was racing with the other people to try to keep up with them. We weren't working together. We were just we were just all just running. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I would I would think that too because if it's like a time limit, they're just like, oh, I want to get through this thing as much as possible to see the next thing, you know. Well, there's no time limit. You just you got to play one level. Really? So if you 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 could play that one level fifteen twenty minutes. I'm sure. Well, probably not. But they probably kicked you off eventually. But you didn't have to run through. You could we could have took our time through. But these guys, I don't, it might have, it could have been our fault. Could have been their fault. Maybe the game's just designed that way. But it's just we just we just flew right through the, the level. We didn't do. So I didn't really get to see much as far as like what the, what the game can offer. Really, it's just, it's just Mario from a top down view. I, I I I don't know. It's hard to say. I don't want to sit there and say you know, based off a three minute demo. That this game is more of a race. It's not very good, but from what I played in it, it was, I don't know if it's a game I can pick up, I'll buy at launch. Um, the other one I did play was Mario Kart 8. Yeah. Um, Hold on, before you go into Mario Kart 8, I do want to mention that there is something similar to that a game called Mar- Mario Zero, and you basically play four player co op on your, uh, on your, Computer, and you basically Mario with a portal gun. Oh, huh. <laughs> that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, you just go through like Super Mario Bros, like the first game, uh, with the portal gun. Nice. You fire a portal, get to wherever you want to go, and so on and so forth. 
I found it really fun and uh, kind of aggravating when you're actually playing with like a couple of the people because <laughs> it's just sharing one screen. Yeah. And it, like four Mario's and you fire a bunch of people firing portal guns. Yeah, that's kind of the same way it is when you play the other Mario's, where like if we play with one friend, sometimes he's just like just instincts. You jump for the mushrooms or the flowers and stuff, and like he'll just grab all four of them. And just kind of, you're all small, and he's got he's, he's he's got the flower and everything like that. I can continue to your Mario Kart. Okay, well Mario Kart Eight, uh, it felt if you played Mario Kart on the Wii, it's kind of this, essentially the same thing, not a big difference. They did add like. Um, there's some parts of the levels where you can actually go up on the sides, on like the walls, and or go up on the ceiling. That sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's parts in there, like, I, I thought it was, like, there are parts where, like, I'm winning and there's no one behind me. And then all of a sudden there's someone coming up on the side of the wall to the right of me and just flies right past me. And then, like, <laughs> they have, uh, it, this was introduced in the 3DS Mario Kart 7, but they have propellers, so parts you can fly off ramps and, like, the propellers, I, I found that very annoying, though, because it does slow you down quite a bit. So if you can avoid those, recommend it. Then they have, like, some parts where you're underwater, and you have, like, the little jet engine thing, and you're just going underneath the water and stuff like that. It's not a huge difference as far, you know, as far as gameplay goes, but I will say it was a lot of fun. I love, I've always grown up as a Mario Kart fan. I played the crap out of the DS version. So did I. I, I don't know how many times I, I probably... Play, I probably put 200 hours into that game. I love it. I love. I've always been a huge fan of Mario Kart. This and I, I'm going to brag a little bit. It was me, my buddy Justin, and two other people, and there's the four other computers. I finished. Uh, we played three races. I finished second, first, and first, and I won. <laughs> Sam, I'm, I'm 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 like a living god when it comes to Mario Kart. Humble humble brag, but I'll, I'll say that when. This game comes out, I will purchase it, and I'm gonna say after this, I'm at the point now when when the price goes down on the uh, on the Wii U, which I assume it will here soon. When you know it's three fifty now, the PS4 is gonna be four hundred bucks. I think it's gonna go down at least another hundred dollars. It has to it has to drop in to price survive. at some point because for Christ's sakes, like you just said, man, it's like the PS4. Like four hundred dollars, the Wii U three hundred fifty dollars. That's not the type of price where you want to buy a secondary system. Yeah, especially when that's how the Wii survived. It was it was it was half the price as the other console. I think yep. if it goes down to it needs to go down to at least two fifty. I think to even survive, I prefer two hundred. But when it does drop, I think probably springtime or early next year. Because with buying the PS4, I can't buy two consoles at one point. Yeah, I'm gonna buy the Wii U. I think there's a there, at that point in early the spring next year, there's gonna be we have a lot of games. Zombie U is a game we're going to play. We're gonna have Mario Kart 8 comes out next spring. Wind Waker HD comes out in September. Rayman Origins comes out this fall. Uh, Pikmin 3 is coming out soon. There's there's gonna be enough games I think at this point yeah. for me to to argue that this console is is deems a purchase. I mean, even even beyond that, like, say, 2014, I mean, look at all the games that are slated to release in that year. I mean, you got games like Bayonetta 2, Mario Kart 8, Super Smash Brothers, you know? Oh, just... I even forgot about that one. Yeah, next fall. Then Donkey Kong is coming out sometime, either, I think, next summer is what they said. Well, actually, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze is supposed to be coming out this November, so it's like... Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's that soon. <laughs> okay. I mean, the lady at Best Buy said next summer. It was running the whole thing, so... That's even Technically, it isn't summer yet, so... 
Shut, shut up, Knuckles. Shut up. <laughs> yes. Not a little bit. That's all into your uh, Nintendo conversation. Why'd you do that? It's I just. That. I don't know. <laughs> so this isn't Knuckles time. This isn't sing along no. with the ginger time. Just <laughs> sit and listen to the ginger talk time. Okay. Ginger, continue to talk. No, I'm done now. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, for those who don't know, it's going to be like this forever. <laughs> no, we'll get better, you got the I promise. Pr- oh, we're still going to be big, bickering, uh, bickering at each other. You just call me fat? What do you mean big? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to lose weight. See, I stopped going to Taco Bell so much. Yeah, you probably avoid Taco Bell in general, even if you're not trying to lose weight. <laughs> it doesn't... <laughs> so anyway, I guess moving on and stuff. What do you guys? What? Uh, since we, I wanted to get over the E three topic, but apparently we couldn't stop. <laughs> so let's continue on with that. Sam, what game are you most anticipated about E three? Sam, who's Sam? <laughs> what? You said Sam. Did you say Sam? No, I didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't. Hey, you said Sam. You said Sam. No, what are you? What are you looking forward to? No, I you said. Look at shout outs. <laughs> okay. Are we? What do you mean? Looking forward to games coming out this year? Or are you looking at looking forward to no, games announced the E3? game that that yeah games that were announced at E3. Like, what game were you most looking forward to? Like I've already said, mine mine was Kingdom Hearts three, and probably uh, Destiny. You can't have two. You get one. Well, I say games. games most anticipated games that come, that come out of E3. That is on the topic. You can have more than one. Oh, I didn't. I didn't read the topics. <laughs> oh. Okay. No, no, it says game. You edited it. <laughs> All right, go on. Go on, Sam. <sighs> I've already said Keenan Marster and uh. <laughs> no, I'm talking. Fucking... I'm talking to Jack. Okay. Oh. Well. Oh man, there's a bunch of decent like games I'm looking forward to most. I mean, like. Uh... Well, like, for example, Infamous Second Son, that looks like it's going to be pretty interesting. I mean, from the gameplay trailers that I've seen of it, it just has that that grungy type of, like, Seattle type of feel where I've grown up and actually have experienced, you know, with being in the part of the Pacific Northwest and stuff. That looks interesting, but I'm also really looking forward to playing Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U and stuff because of uh, the different types of characters they introduced and stuff, like, say, like, the Villager from Animal Crossing, which is totally crazy, and even Mega Man. I mean, come on, Mega Man with his powers from Mega Man 2 and stuff? <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, I did look forward to that as well. But also, another game which I'm kind of interested in seeing if... Uh, it was going to be pretty decent, is uh, like what Knuckles was saying, Destiny. I mean, I saw the preview of it from, like, the... Mike, not that live-action trailer they had at the announce, for the announcement was... I thought it was great. Just... <laughs> I thought so, too. I mean, I got the this feel like a mix of, uh, like, say, the decent parts, like the intrigue of, say, like, the original Halo mixed in with, uh, like, a serious tone of, like, say, Borderlands with the whole sorts of looting and all those various other stuff. And the, how seamless the multiplayer was, where you could just basically just go and, oh, hey, there's my friend and stuff like that that's just appearing out of nowhere, blah, 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 you know. But, yeah, other than that, that's pretty much what uh, I've been looking forward to at E3. <laughs> Is it my turn now? What about, yeah, what about you, Gingy? Gingy? 
Um, yeah. I've like I said, Star Wars Battlefront three and King, Kings Part three, but I, mean, I, I don't imagine those will be off in a couple of years. What? Dragon Age three or In- Inquisition? Oh my! Yeah, uh, Dragon Age Inquisition. I'm looking. Uh, I actually avoided. I actually avoided looking at that. Just because I don't want to be let down like I was when I played Dragon Age 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Dragon Age 2. I'm going to start crying. But Metal Gear Solid 5, I'm looking forward to because I'm a huge oh, Metal Gear Solid fan. Yeah, I totally spaced but that, man. I'm worried. I don't, I don't want to play Metal Gear Solid 5 Red Dead Redemption. I didn't like Red Dead Redemption. You didn't like Red Dead Redemption? Really? I got, I got bored. I didn't I'm not either. a big open world guy. Oh, I see. I, I got, I don't know. I just, in like showing the part, look how open world it is, and it fast forwards for like 30 seconds. Just, it's just him riding horseback. I'm like, wow, that looks kind of boring. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a big, big change going to the open world. I, but I'm still worried about it. I'm still going to buy it because it's Metal Gear, even though it's Kiefer Sutherland playing, uh, Playing the voice of Solid Snake and stuff instead Thank of you. no, he's Naked Snake actually. Naked Snake, boss. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Naked Snake and sort of instead of like David Hayter, the voice yeah. of Solid Snake for all these years. So that's gonna be weird. But the game I'm most looking forward to, just based off the demo they showed, was Tom Clancy's The Division. Oh man, if this game is half of what it's what it's showing, it is. This could be one of my all-time favorite games. It's a third-person shooter game. Yeah. Where you're with a group of friends, and you're just walking around this huge world. I think it's in New York, and you can you just go around. You do missions, kind of like in Borderlands, things like that. Nothing new there, but the entire world is filled up with actual other human players. And so you can go like if some one of them's raiding a police station or something like that. You're, it's like I don't know what it is. Like the, like the streets are all like there's cars crash everywhere. I don't know what's going on, but the demo doesn't really show anything. But you, you go. You is it kind of like Defiance? That that game? Uh, no, it doesn't look like it's a like apocalypse or anything crazy happened. It, like the, the buildings are still there and intact or anything. It just looks abandoned. Like they, everybody just like got out of the cars and just left. I, I can't really tell from like it was just a five minute video, uh, actual like playthrough of the game, and there's parts like you hear gunshots going on. And you got like you and your friends go check it out, and you find other players raiding a police station, and you go and you can like you guys get a gunfight with them, and then you go and take then you can go and take if you kill them you can go and take what they were taking, things like that. Um, if if we can have games like that where it's like a big open worlds full of other human players on a console, this this will be huge. I think this will be something. This is the big thing I'm looking forward to for the next generation is these big open worlds like that. I think we're de- this is stuff like what we're talking about. What I'm looking forward for in the division is something that's been going on in the consoles for a couple of years now. I think it's just been kind of fun because I think the most of people, most of my friends are they're kind of PC gamers. They're console, they play on their consoles, and if I could play with my close friends that game, that would be amazing. That could probably be the mo- most fun I've ever had playing games. Yeah, that would be freaking awesome. If oh, it's man. actually what they're showing is the real what we actually get. This this can be the next generation, I think, of console gaming. Oh yeah, the whole freaking next generation of stuff where you don't have to wait inside of a freaking lobby in order to get into a game where you can just automatically just, just yeah, drop was, in and play. That's what, it showed, that's what it showed in actually in the game. 
is like one of the guys like they have like the headsets you can hear the guy the friends talking and one of the guys like all right well i gotta go and he just drops out and the game keeps going seamlessly no issues whatsoever and they can just jump right in jump right out yeah but i believe in order for that the internet in general has to be better yep yeah well that's why i think the xbox one and going back to that they announced that if you to actually use the Xbox One, you have to have at least 1.5 uh, speed internet, you know, the, the megabytes per second or whatever, for it to actually work. And I, I live, I, I live in Iowa. It's not, you know, it's not. I know it's not the big, big state or anything like that. But I live in Des Moines, the capital, the biggest, the biggest city in Iowa. Over 300,000 people live in it, and in most of the city, 1.5 is. I mean that you're lucky to get 1.5. Like where I live right now, we get 12, and that's and that's recently. That was a month ago. We got 12. We've been having we had 1.5 for the past five six years with them. We went wow. Through another, we went through another internet company before before that, but I mean we just went to these guys a few months ago. But yeah, up until a month ago, 1.5 was it, and you can't even stream Netflix on HD with that. Are you serious? So, like yeah, without any type of stuttering whatsoever, you know? You can like you can you don't have any stuttering, but it won't be like if it's not in HD, it's fine. Oh, like you get man. you know there's like five there's like four bars in HD. You'll get you'll probably you'll get the like the second bar, and that's like kind of where you're fine. At. Like that's, that's where you max out. At. That's ridiculous. That really sucks. So if you yeah, I think like 1.5 is the bare minimum. I mean, you can't really do much but you can well work but it won't be great so i i think what they're going for i think the xbox one i think the biggest issue with it is it's maybe five ten years too early i agree i I really do agree with that because we're not ready for the digital age yet sorry to interrupt you but we're not we're not quite there for the digital age yet i don't think and i just yeah like there's basically they're saying if you don't live in the United States, some parts of Europe, I mean, F you. We don't care about you, kind of thing. I know, that's, I hate... Oh, I think they've already said F you to Europe. Yeah. And well, yeah. they definitely said F you to Asia in that area. Uh-huh. Just because, well, like, there's no announcement, there's no announcements planned for any Xbox One. Inside even, like, say, like, Japan or something, too. You nope. Know? That's, no, it's no, not, it's not even in Japan. They said uh, late 2014 is when it's going to come out in Asia, but I can't understand that Asia... I mean, Japan, they don't make, they, they're not, they barely have any, they don't sell barely anything there. So, I'm not too surprised about that. Yeah, just the fact that South Korea's internet's probably better than ours. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, Starcraft are playing. Has to be. Yeah, all the, all the Starcraft, especially when Starcraft 2 doesn't even have land play in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Man, you know, I just think it's just kind of ridiculous, though, that Microsoft, you know, just uh, just thinks that uh, a lot of us can just easily just, you know, can just evolve, like, into this we'll just digital accept stuff, it. just accept it for what it is, stuff like that. I actually just, I just hate that type of elitist type of attitude and stuff, because they basically have went on record to say, okay, if you don't have an internet thing, if you can't connect to this, buy an Xbox 360. It's like, what? I mean, yeah. And the Xbox One, I know, is going to sell like crazy when it first comes out. It's new. It's new. It's a new thing. Like every new electronic thing yep. does, it's sell. It's going to sell like hotcakes. It's also oh, yeah. going. It's going to sell well for Christmas because like parents the, that don't know better. 
want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah the the gamers know what to get, but the parents are just going to get what then, they think the kids going to enjoy. Yep, they're still going to get they're still going to get that bro community that just plays Call of Duty. But I think it, yeah, you know how many returns there's going to be. Like oh yeah, especially if like a portion of uh, like say a city or something like they lose their electricity for a few days. Uh, like, you know? where I, yeah, where I used to live, there was a like the best internet you can get was dial up, oh. <laughs> and that was about four or five years ago. Yeah, I just I, I, yeah, I can like, you this, connect to the internet? <laughs> I think if this thing was coming out two thousand twenty three. With this one, I think this wouldn't be not. I think this be a non-issue right now, even with yeah. the, even with the DRM stuff. I think I think we're slowly going to the kind of where our music is. Yeah. With with video games, but I think we're still years away. Especially when you think about iTunes and music, you're talking about buying a, a 99 cent song or a 10 dollar CD. We're talking about video games are going to cost 60, 70, 80 dollars here. Exactly. It's not going to be, it's not going to have that type of seamless transition like, say, music did, you know? Yeah. I mean, this is a big purchase and when you buy it, you're stuck with it. I mean, I can, I, I can buy a 10 dollar CD and live with that if I don't like it. But if I buy a 60, 70, 80 dollar game that I had to save up for for a few weeks and it sucks or it turns out to be a three hour game and you're stuck with I can't sell it now. I mean, you, there's, you can't, I think publishers, they need to bring it this generation. They can't have the shovelware. They can't have every movie that comes out and make a crappy video game with it. They need to – every game that comes out has to be – needs to deserve to be like around. It can't just be some game that popped out in three months to advertise something. Yeah. I think I, – I don't see how they can have the shovelware and expect to survive in this, this generation. Yeah, really. Especially when they're going to be seventy, eighty dollars, like they're talking about oh. this generation, which I'm not too mad. I, I'm not too mad about. If it goes up ten bucks, I can live with that. Twenties push. I, I was actually looking. I was actually looking at the games. It looked like they weren't going to go up in prices because I checked from GameStop to Walmart to Amazon. Yeah. There was like one game on Amazon that was eighty bucks, and like oh. the rest were the same price. I think it was like Assassin's Creed 4 was the only thing that was 80 bucks, but everything else was the same 60. Yeah, I, I can I can live with the, the 70. I think I think anything higher might be, but I, I there's no way I can buy as many games as I buy. It'd be maybe three or four a year at most I can buy. Yeah, the yeah, way really. that Xbox One seems like they're gonna do is like they're gonna try to go Steam, is trying to counteract that DRM shit that everyone's pissed off about. Like yeah. their sales are gonna be like crazy. I mean, if that's yeah. the case, then that's we're talking. It's a whole other discussion. But I mean, that's you're saying that now that people people buy that. But I mean, doesn't mean they're actually going to do it. Like, right. Well, so they did kind of have. They did have that sell that they just like those crazy like, spring cleaning sell that they had yeah, or something. They do, like once, they do once a year though. I mean, we're talking about every day. Steam has a huge. Sale. Yeah. Yeah. So, In fact, it, I'm going to log on to Steam right now and see what their sell is. I think you can get um, Witcher one and two for ten bucks. That's your big sale today. I just oh, that's not that great. <laughs> Witcher two is a fun game. But I don't know. I, I just feel like Microsoft has not built up that the kind of the level. I can't think of the word basically, but they're not up. They're not up to the level as far as goodwill for their consumers as where Steam is. That's true. They have definitely not right. built up the trust. That's for sure. 
and I can't trust this company to, oh, yeah, we're going to do that. But then maybe uh, maybe if they give all their uh, if they give you like here's a deal for a hundred bucks to give you all of Valve game or all of uh, X- Microsoft Studio games for then until then on. Yeah, then you have this Witcher sale, you know, the Witcher franchise sale here for like about uh, six dollars and seventy nine cents. You know, those those type of deals and stuff. That's what makes that's what brings people to play games on steam and stuff because they're cheap affordable and they don't have to worry about always connecting on the and that's and that's why we that's where we're okay with the, with the drm stuff on the steam is because oh, so the thing with steam though you don't have to you don't the thing about steam is you don't actually have to be always online on steam exactly yeah but i mean you can't sell your games back but no i think that's why it's more it's like what i was saying with itunes you buy a ten dollar cd if it's not very good Oh, okay, it's 10 bucks. Oh, it's 10 bucks. Like, for me, how I bought Alan Wake on Steam, is like, you get Alan Wake Collection for 4 bucks, get the original game and American Nightmare. Yeah. And, uh, you just, like I said, like, on the unreleased episode, uh, I pay, uh, 4 bucks for American Nightmare. If I didn't like it, I paid 4 bucks for uh, Alan Wake, which yeah. I did enjoy. Yeah, and if you didn't, if you didn't play those games, you don't like and you played a few hours in like a both, it's four bucks. I yeah, mean, exactly. Yeah. You lost a trip to McDonald's. It's not <laughs> going to break the bank. I think we're at the point, guys, we're over two hours now. We might want to end this. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a smart idea. So, yeah. conclusion time. Uh, do shout-outs. Shout-outs time. All right, first, really, <laughs> did you really add a shout-outs to the, our website? <laughs> our coming soon site? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come to drunk dot com and see our coming soon site. Yeah. Yeah. You can I'll do the first one, do the second one. And then Jack can do the third one. Okay. Alright. So I want to shout out Is there a third one? Yeah, there's a third one. Yeah. No, there isn't. Oh, there's a third one. Don't say the third one. Oh, oh wow. Let me, let me oh, say it. I say it now. Let me see the third one. Don't say it. Right. One's in. Okay. No, I want to. I want to shout out a guy. He's a really cool guy. I've had a lot of good discussions with him on Twitter. He's got another podcast of his own. Uh, it's Sam Wright of GeekTime.com. It's uh, G E E K T I period M E dot com. And they have a podcast. I think it's just Geek. I think it's just uh, GeekTime dot me. Yeah, I don't think this is dot com. Yeah, I think so. Geektie.me. Oh, is it really? Okay, I did not know that. Yeah, do you not get it? Ti.me, Tom. Yeah, oh, yeah, I got that. I just didn't realize it was dot me. I thought it was dot me dot com. Geektie. Yeah, geektie.me. I got the time. I just didn't realize it was dot com. I thought there was a dot com. Okay. Well, anyways, cool guy. Check out this podcast on iTunes. It's same name, Geek Time iTunes, great guy, great podcast, one of my favorite podcasts on the internet today. I'll give a shout out to our logo artist. If you go to our drunk, if you go to drunk-nerds.com, you'll see our coming soon site with her giant lo- with her logo on the page. Hopefully, um, hopefully Cassie Wangren, also known as PMS Cassiekins, will be making more stuff for us, and hope to have her on staff. Alright. Pass it. Tag. Tag it. Get the tag. Get the tag. <laughs> Go. And, <laughs> and also, we'd like to give a special thanks and shout out here to Shark Boy. Yeah. That magnificent <laughs> bastard. I'm sure you were a stone cold 
ripoff in your certain storylines. Sure, you had that vest and that weird obsession with clam juice, but deep down inside, you were one hell of a fun athlete to watch. <laughs> so, thanks to you, Shark Boy, you have just lowered the standards even lower. <laughs> and, if you're, and if you're done with that, give me a shell, yeah. Shell, yeah, baby. Anyway. <laughs> God, I need to give this guy Pele or something. <laughs> That's got to be a recurring thing, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, we also, most of us are wrestling enthusiasts, so if you haven't, you'll hear a lot of wrestling. Yeah, you can probably hear from the theme that we'll have. Uh, we're wrestling enthusiasts, so you're gonna hear a lot of those wrestling jokes. Sorry in advance. No, I'm not going to apologize for it. <laughs> I'm certainly not. <laughs>